Well, hello there. Welcome back to and Two Worlds Collab Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Crystal. Benny. Big Benny. <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> um, hopefully, you guys went over to uh, Courageous Beauty Podcast. Uh, Benny has been featured over there uh, for quite a few episodes. We're in season five over there. But uh, yeah, so we're back, you guys. I don't know how uh, frequently we'll be here, but we're here. So today we're going to be talking about marriage and the name of the topic is marriage or mirage. What do you have? Marriage or mirage? One is real and one is not. One is real when it comes to trials and when it comes with what you think it should be without ever learning fully what state you're in as an individual, but you believe you have figured each other out. One is living by faith while walking with God individually and collectively. The other is presenting yourselves one way in public, but possibly living in hell and hopelessness behind closed doors. When are we really going to be truthful about how hard marriage is in general and especially without God? Now, oftentimes people just like having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. In other words, they'll treat the institute of marriage like a fairy tale and believe they'll move into a fairy tale land, a fairy tale children, all that stuff. We are here to tell you the truth about marriage and how should how you should be a whole and complete person before you marry someone. If you get married young enough, you might not even know who you are yet. So with all the blissfulness you will feel on your wedding day and making love that will soon come and the consecration unto God that you'll do, there is also this concern when you take a moment to remember, I have no clue who I am or what I will be now. I have a responsibility of a role I've never been in before. I've been a daughter, a son to my parents, so I know how to be a child. I've gone to school, so I know how to be a student, so I think, in fact, I've come through elementary, middle, high school, college, but yet I still don't know me fully. And mm. now after dating this man or woman, for a man, right, I must be committed to learning them every day, simultaneously learning me and trying to find my way in with the Lord. So after your honeymoon, baby, the real work begins. I've been working so I know how to be an employee. So many roles I filled. A friend because I have friends, but now it's the ultimate test of faith, love, constant forgiveness and unforgiveness and even misunderstandings. Now, Benny and I named our podcast When Two Worlds Collide because we are a man and woman coming together from two different backgrounds and up- upbringings that share paths and similarities. But we have to learn to collide without causing damage, hurt and pain. We have to bring ourselves and thoughts and ideas from each other, uh, each world. We have been in and come from, but create our own that will flow with us. So I ask you, do you have a marriage or a mirage? What is marriage? Marriage is an institution, a unity, a bond created by God to carry out his plan. In fact, if we check Genesis 1, 26-28, Genesis 2, 7, 18, and 21-25, to paraphrase, it says God created, you know, man after his image and likeness. So you see, first thing God, what he did was create our spirit, male and female. Then he gave us a spirit to mandate, to be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, have dominion and subdue it. He created man out of the dust of the ground and said man shall not be alone. He said after creating all the animals that there was none fit for Adam. 
And so God creates Eve out of Adam. Then Adam called her woman, and she said, and he said she would be his bone of bone and flesh of his flesh, which is his wife. Thus they were married. Now a mirage is an optical illusion caused by atmospheric conditions, especially the appearance appearance of a sheet of water or a sheet of water in a desert, or on a hot road caused by a refraction of light from the sky by heated air. Now, more aligned to what we're talking about, mirage can some, sometimes appear real or possible, but it's not in fact. It's not in fact. So a mirage in its extended sense applies to an illusionary vision, a dream, a hope or aim. So is marriage in your mind a constant ever learning ministry working together for a common goal in God that will honor him and each other while surviving and thriving through and over life? Or would you say you two have blinders on to each other and the issues you face are in some dreamland of bliss in virtual reality. Benny, what you think? Okay. <laughs> um, is this on, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on, y'all. I was just trying to make sure the recording is okay. Okay, here we go. So, I like the title, Marriage or Mirage. Uh, if you if you check the stats, especially in in the black community, uh, the the divorce rate is is way higher than the than the success rate. A lot of people get divorced within the first few years because, as like Crystal said, as you're getting to know, like you you perfected how to be a student, you perfected how to be a child. You perfected it, how to be a, I don't know, a, a employee flipping McDonald's. You got the McDonald's down pat. You know how to flip them patties just right. But it might be one thing in particular that you can't get right is on how to handle somebody's attitude. Mm-hmm. And that, in my opinion, be the main thing, the main killer in marriages. You know what I mean? I feel like when it's boyfriend and girlfriend, I feel like most people fight more to keep the relationship. But once they get married, you get to a point where a lot of people may just become, they just become just being cool with the norm. Like, not the norm, but they take it, begin to take the relationship for granted. Because now you feel like the person just going to stay there no matter what, through thick and thin, through, through, you know, all the vows that you have. And a lot of people will sabotage those vows. And will in some cases I feel like they just begin to just lose respect for one another. You had more respect when you was boyfriend or girlfriend, but now that you're married, I ain't gotta respect you that much, or I don't have to present myself a certain way anymore. I don't have to compliment you a certain way anymore. I don't have to hug you the same way or kiss you the same way. I don't have to do none of that because you stuck with me. I'm stuck with you. We gonna make it last. And when you say make it last, that's something you gotta you gotta make it last. It can't just make you can't just last on its own. And um I just feel like that um a lot of people fall into this fantasy on what marriage is. And when that don't happen within that first year of marriage, that's when the divorce happens. It's just it's it's bad. I mean 
I feel like people get married based on how deep they fell in love with them with one another during the boyfriend and girlfriend stage. Anybody can fall in love with anybody. It's people that fall in love with people that live a hundred miles across the country. They fall in love with them and never even met them. So that part, that whole emotional, ooh, lovey-dovey feeling, if that's the thing that pushes you to get married and nothing else, then I just feel like uh, it's just a ticking bomb waiting to happen. Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, we are in love. We fell in love. We love each other and all that. But you got to have more uh, foundation. And our relationship started on the foundation of God because I feel like a lot of times, you know, you're just attracted to someone and attracted to what they look like. And you have no clue what kind of baggage this person has. And so the beauty about Benny and I, we started with our relationship with God. We, you know, uh, started going to Bible study and started praying and all those things. And then we started dating and, you know, going out and stuff like that. But God was always there in a the sense of we always kept him at the forefront of our marriage. Now, we're not sitting here saying that our marriage is completely 100% perfect and squeaky clean because we've had trials and we've had tribulations. But those things do make you stronger. That's it's it's deeper than love because you could say you love someone, but you don't like them. That's a problem. You have to learn the quirks. You have to learn the the ins and outs and the ebbs and the flows of that person because you have no idea what went on in their world, what went on in their life before they came to you. And this is why I say it's important to have a relationship with God individually and collectively because you have to. You you have to be a whole person and learn who you are to an extent where you can handle being in a relationship and you can handle the emotions of someone else. Because the thing of it is, this person is not supposed to make you happy. You know, joy, they bring joy, but it's not your spouse responsibility to make you heal you and make you feel happy. You have to get that on your own with God, you know. So you have to work on yourself individually before you get married. And we got married young. And so I don't think that we did that, you know, in the beginning. We did it after we got married. We started working on ourselves. So, yeah, things were things got rocky, but we came back to our first love, which is God. We came back to our foundation. And that's what helps us to stay stable and to learn one another and to respect one another. Yeah, the respect is a big thing. And um, it's something she asked me the other day. She said, I believe it was something like, uh, what can I, what was it? What oh, was what it? What do you need? She asked me, what do I need? And um, I was kind of like, I was trying to, th trying to think what she meant by it. You know what I mean? Because... She she does a good job of giving me the things that I need. And um and that's but that's a good thing to me because when you can't even think of too much stuff, like I remember what was that one Tyler Perry? I think it was a Tyler Perry movie, some movie where they told her to, to make a list of the things that she don't like. Oh yeah. Or the things uh, why did I get married? Yeah, and she couldn't think of nothing. Mm -hmm. Like because the person she was with already checked off a lot, yeah. you know what I mean, and that's that's what that's what she does. That's who she is. But 
I feel like before you get married, you got you can't switch into this role of becoming a husband once you get married. It gotta already be there. Yeah. You can't just switch into this role to become a wife once you get married. You gotta already be that. Yeah. You gotta already be there. If you're not there, then what are you what are you basing all this on? Or are you basing it on, like I said, the lovey dovey stuff or what what is it? Because if you're not, you are not already showing. If you're not already showing your spouse, your spouse to be that you know you already marriage quality and marriage material. Because once you get married, you're supposed to get better. You're supposed to be on an incline. It's something throughout life. It, it goes up and down, up and down. But as long as you keep going up, that's how the marriage is supposed to be. You know. But if you're not already showing that, if you're not already showing that you're you're like the world like to say wifey material or hubby material like that's real because we don't know what life is going to throw at us we don't know we don't know you know you know crowd failure what life can throw at you you don't know if you might gain an extra hundred pounds you don't know if you're gonna if, if i'm gonna turn around and uh hurt my back like i like my back is hurt now i want to make up no scenario but you know i'm just be real like my back is hurt right now and me and Crystal, we have we have formed a family between me and her. We got our family members, but me and her, we was friends. But what 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 was the foundation to me? It's the family part because if I didn't have no food, I know I could depend on her for something. If if she don't have a place to stay, she knows she could come move in with me. You know what I mean? It's yeah. that filling out the banks of being, you know unsure about stuff if that person began to fill in those blanks like can you help me pay a bill if i need it or can you help me with a place to stay or is it only about sex with you and being in control of somebody and oh what you doing who you doing why why this why that if you check those 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 boxes of when i really need somebody not just want somebody but when you really need somebody to help you in this crazy world that we live in i feel like that person is the one you know um i just don't it's dating is so crazy these days and i know this because you know i got friends i got family members and to us what i was saying to christelle's is that you know the things that me and her do that seem normal to us now may seem super somebody else may get super impressed by the things that we look at as normal now like we was out with our with our with some of our family members and our aunt noticed how like how affectionate i am towards crystal mm-hmm. but she thought i was being that way after i ate after we ate some food like like how a puppy is like when you feed a puppy <laughs> they didn't want to lick your face or something but no that's how i am all the time i've yeah. always been that way with her Cause she got a soft body. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I like her arms. So it's like, and it'd be cool. And the back part of her arms be cool and nice. Wow. So, um, I'm always like that with her. That's, that's when nobody's looking. That's why we laying down. It could be random throughout the whole entire day. That's just how I am touchy Philly. Yeah. But she noticed that her aunt did and she admired it. You know what I mean? She was, she, she even like pulled us to the side and said, you know, what she said to me that she really, you know, want to acknowledge how affectionate I am towards Crystal Chris and everything. And I'm like, so of course, like, but she was impressed. And to me, that's just normal. So it's like, 
even in marriage, like you be around each other for so long, right? That you forget how impressed you have, like how you forget how. Imp- Let me see. How can I say this? You know what I'm trying to say? You forget. Yeah, you know, people look at you. You forget. You forget. Like I said, you get. You get. You can get complacent. You can start. You can start. Realistically, you start not really. You know, you become less appreciative sometimes. Let's just be honest. Like, mm-hmm. at some points, you, you throughout your marriage, you, it begins to revamp in areas where you'd be like, dang, I really do need this person. Because mm-hmm. you could get too familiar. You could get too used to it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could get too used to driving your car every day. Mm-hmm. But the moment you don't have your car, you got to get on the bus, you'd be like, man, I wish I got on. I wish I had a car still. Like, I wish I don't got a car no more. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you really start to forget those things, you know what I mean? The little things that you forget and you start to take for granted kind of. And, um, so while she was over there, like admiring us, I'm like, man, like that's, it's regular to me, this but this is our norm. This is our norm. But if me and her ain't careful, we'll get, you start losing. You, you don't get impressed by the norm no more. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's, it's really impressive. But to you, it start become just regular. And you gotta be careful of that. Yeah. You gotta be careful of being, thinking that, having a peaceful home is just regular it's not no you got you can't be thinking that having having a joint account and not argue about funds and all that it's not it's not impressive it's just regular no it's it is impressive it it is a good thing it is a great thing you know what i mean you can't water down the system Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like god forbid if if you got a big nice house and you you had 15 winters where your pipes never burst and then that sixteenth winter come and your pipe bursts and it's water all over the place, and then you look back and you be like, man, like I it's, I I should I should have been thanking God more that these pipe ain't burst any sooner. Like you know what I mean? I should have been I should have been praising God more. I should have been thanking God more. So it's like I feel like it's the same thing in relationship. You should be be more thankful and more grateful, especially the older you get. You know what I mean? When your body is not the same like it was when you're in your younger twenties mm-hmm. and, and, you know, things start to hurt, things start to ache. And, and now the things you was able to do on your own, now you may need a little help with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, um, don't get too familiar and too, um, don't take your relationship for granted. Don't take the good things for granted at all. Never, never do. You know what I mean? It's easy to become that way, but don't start feeling like somebody's supposed to do something for you. Like, yeah. Christelle's that's my wife, but I'm not looking at her like this is something she's supposed to do. You know what I mean? The things she take care of on, on her behalf, I don't look at it like this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. No, you're not. Because, yes, we belong to each other, but you belong to God first. And you belong to yourself. And people don't have to do what you want them to do. They really don't. They could really become defiant and become, you know, anti this, anti that. And then what was a beautiful relationship, it just it just goes down the drain. Mm-hmm. And it gets to the point where there's no saving a relationship anymore. So mm-hmm. I appreciate all the times where we just up in here, quiet, peaceful. None of us is out on the streets. We ain't bringing back no mess. We ain't getting caught up in nothing. You got to appreciate those times. Yeah, definitely. Because marriage is not easy. 
Marriage is not easy. I mean, relationships in general is not easy because you're learning one another. And as I said before, you know, when Benny and I met, we were friends. I was in a different relationship. So obviously we were not dating as soon as we met. We were friends that that our relationship was allowed to develop in its infancy. You know, we were we were we were friends. He told me the truth about myself and I told him the truth about himself. And it just it led to a better relationship as friends. And when I got out of that relationship, we got closer and the the rest is history. But um, I, I hope Benny don't mind me telling the story. But there was a situation where I, I was living in a place where and I ended up having to move and I didn't have no place to live. I couldn't go to my family. And so I went to him and he took me in with open arms. And, you know, you know, a couple people had a problem with it because we wasn't married and it was considered shacking up and all this stuff like that. But, you know, I didn't have anywhere else to go. So he, I moved in with him. And then not not many months after that, he ended up getting laid off on his job. Yeah. So it was a blessing that that happened where I didn't have a place to go and I came to him because then I was able to help him. You see what I'm saying? And I believe that God allowed that to happen so that we can be assured that both of us could trust one another, that we had loyalty with one another. And I wasn't going to turn my back on him. He opened his house. He opened his place for me to come stay with him. And then when he had hard times, I was able to pick up the pieces. You understand what I'm saying? So it taught us early in our our relationship that we can depend on one another. And I think that sometimes we get so religious and so super spiritual that we miss the fine print. If, if God is seeing that you are, you know, being able to hold this person up, you know, and hold each other up. What more can you do when you get married? You understand what I'm saying? And it just grew from there. And I think we were just so sad and so upset because, you know, there was talk like you, she needs to get out. She needs to move and get her own place and stuff like that. And neither one of us wanted to leave each other, you know, because we enjoyed each other's company. We knew that we had each other's backs. And yeah. so that started just, you know, as we ended up getting engaged and we ended up. Uh, I think that's where the, the friendship part. Yeah. That's what. Having that foundation, because the thing is, like people will be, people will be there for their friends more than their own family sometimes. Yeah, a lot of times. And then sometimes blood ain't always sticking in water. So yeah. us having that 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 foundation of friendship helped to stay together in our relationship when we, whenever she would fall on hard times or whenever I would fall on hard times, because that's how, that's a relationship we've been built. The sad part is when people are in relationships and god forbid if anything go wrong they 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 wake up to they wake up to a harsh reality that the person that they've been with this whole time don't really have their back yeah with nothing at yeah. all and it's sad because it's like if you really say you love this person and you care about this person that means you wouldn't mind you know going an extra mile to help them i mean look at jesus he says what 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 love have i for a friend and i just lay my life down Jesus literally died for us. Yeah. And so we're supposed to mirror him in everything that we do. And yeah. that's why it also tells us in Ephesians where it says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And otherwise, in other words, giving up his life for his wife and wives submit to your own husbands. And, and a lot of people, a lot of women don't want to hear about submitting to a man. The thing is, you don't submit to a man that's not following Christ. That's the key. 
When you submit to your husband, it doesn't mean you're a slave. It means respect him and honor him in the household. You understand what I'm saying? We, I think we're going to do another separate episode, so I won't get too deep into it in regards to gender roles because I really want to get dive into that. Um, but we don't have gender roles here. You understand what I'm saying? I'm a woman. He's a man. But things, whatever it, whatever you could bring to the table, bring that. You understand what I'm saying? That's what I feel. Whatever your gifts are, whatever you're great at, bring that to the table. It doesn't mean I'm cooking every day or I'm cleaning every day. Maybe Benny is cooking and cleaning and I'm doing other things. I'm taking care of the bills or I'm going whatever whatever it is that we decide that works for us. Yeah. That's what we do. You know, you can't allow society to label your marriage and check off these boxes that that's supposed to be when it doesn't even work for your personalities. Yeah, you know. Yeah, speaking of the whole role, that's another thing. I, I that was the first thing I was gonna say about. I forgot, but um, listen, like how your marriage work, it may not work for the next person next door, or the person up the street, or the person live above you in your apartment, or your next one neighbor that lives across the street from you, three miles away, whatever. Figure out what works for you two, yeah. for y'all two, because at the end of the day, it's y'all two versus the world. Because people gonna have their opinion about it. People's gonna try to get in between y'all marriage. Yeah. People gonna people gonna gonna be jealous, low key. Yeah. People are gonna be jealous, high key. People gonna be wishing that y'all would break up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People gonna wishing that they had what you had, yeah. or what you got. So it's just like. What works for y'all, what works for y'all. This whole um, generalization, a blueprint that, you know, a man's supposed to do this, a woman's supposed to do that. Listen, I grew up not really knowing how to cook. So now, since her, since she's been in my life, I've been learning how to cook. So I don't sit here and be like, oh, man, she got to have her dinner ready for me and all this stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, 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 I don't really like that, to be honest, because... If I had a daughter, I wouldn't want her just to be home. Like, I mean, but what work? But like I said, what works for her may just work for them. But you gotta have some independence there. Like, you can't, you can't just. I can't just have her cooking clean. This ain't the 1930s. Right. In the 1950s and 40s and 30s and 20s, yeah, uh, yeah, the women was cooking and cleaning because they didn't have the same rights and opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the man went out there to the work do a plumbing job or a coal mining, but yeah, he worked like 20 hours a day and he was the man of the house. But guess what? The women didn't have a say so in nothing. They was being in absolute control all the time. The man come home, take my boots off and go in there and cook me some dinner. And that's all they can do. So we can't apply those standards to today. Cause now women, a lot of times be exceeding far, far from men. Like they get different opportunities. They, Listen, women be women be doing a good job, yeah. really good job, okay. really really good job. Be getting opportunities, getting a lot of money, a lot of income. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I don't really trip about certain roles that y'all say we supposed to be keeping uh, uphold to. Like you know what I mean? Like it's about learning experience. Like like um, yeah, I'm the man of the house and I'm supposed to protect the household. But guess what? I'm gonna show her how to shoot a gun. Yeah. I'm gonna show her how to how to box on some boxing mitts. That ain't ladylike, is it? So what? 
Because if if it's a situation where I can't do something, then she has to do something. Yeah. And if I feel like I can't trust you with 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 our life, mm-hmm. then it's all gonna fall on me as being a man. That you're not gonna even know how to take care of yourself in any type of situation. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this whole gender role and stuff, I understand. You got to respect the genders and all that, but at the same time, there's nothing wrong with. Being well rounded, being well rounded, and and growing knowledge and wisdom and things like I, I mean, I always had hair my whole life. You know what I mean? Like I, I, don't, I don't even like having haircuts. Crystal, over time, she got she got better and better doing my hair. Like I had locks, I had braids. Now she's just a straight beast. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, but if she ever need, I braided her hair once. Yeah, I it didn't look that good, but. <laughs> I don't care. Like, if we had daughters, then I would braid their hair. I don't care. Like, y'all can say what y'all want. You can say that's not masculine or that's that's being a, a beta male or you can't let her femininity take over. Like, I ain't, I'm not, I'm not girlish at all. I just I'm feel not. like that's so weird to me. That's how y'all do. If y'all want to, if y'all want to, if y'all want to lean on Paul Paul and he ain't, y'all just be in the house looking stupid and cute. And God forbid if he, if he hurt his foot. Then the whole house crashed down because you don't know how to do nothing because you're supposed to stay home and look pretty all day Mm -hmm. and post on Instagram. But if he hurt his thumb doing construction and he can't work, how y'all going to eat? You see what I mean? Like, so. Yeah, I I agree. And speaking of the topic of children, we, we don't have any children at the moment, but we have nieces and nephews. We have, you know, contributed to the the raising of children so we can talk about it. And we've been children ourselves. And I just feel as though whether you had a two parent home or not, when it comes to, you know, relationships, it should be well rounded. Just like Benny said, it's okay if it's actually a beautiful thing that a man will want to learn how to do hair. So that way he can teach his daughter how to do her hair or he can help his wife do her hair. Or if, uh, you know, his son want to learn how to cut hair or if his son want to learn how to do hair, vice versa. Or you want to teach your son how to cook. You want to teach your daughter how to cook or whatever. I think that we need to be well-rounded. I mean, back in the days you had, you know, um, a lot of men learning how to cook and all those things like that. It's it's a it's a blessing that the the burden is not on one person. The yeah. the roles should be shared. The responsibility should be shared because God forbid, like Benny says, something happened to one person and the whole responsibility is on one person. Now this person got to suffer, you know, because now they they relied on this on their husband or wife, and wasn't able to, uh, you know, take care of the bills. That's mm-hmm. just like if I'm paying all the bills. And Benny don't know nothing about it. Then God forbid something happened to me. Then ain't gonna none of the bills get paid. So now he he knows you know what bills to pay and and all that stuff like that and whatever. Like he t- like he said you know now I know how to protect myself and whatever it is you. That's why I said whatever you bring to the table and whatever I bring to the table we both swap and we both learn. So that way we both well rounded in a relationship. It's something you said that was so important. I wasn't trying to cut you off. Oh, go ahead. But I don't want to forget it. Here's the thing. Um, a lot of a lot of men, I just saw something on TikTok where a man killed himself. Mm-hmm. I saw this today. And this man had five kids, oh stayed in a nice neighborhood. She came home and the man, you know, did it to himself. Wow. They was they been together um 
They had like five, six kids. The thing is, all that pressure that a man can take, mm-hmm. right? All that pressure that a man could take, you put he could put the weight of the world of his family on his shoulders, and he feel like I'm I'm still not good enough. Mm-hmm. I still can't. But what if what if what if I get hurt? What if we lose our house? What if this or what if that or what I'm what if I'm just not this or what if I'm not competent enough? Or maybe I'm not a good enough husband or maybe I'm not a good enough father and I've never been good enough. I've never been that great. I'm just this, I'm just that. All that pressure weighs on one man when y'all follow these freaking systems. And a lot of men end up killing themselves because they cannot reach this. They can't it's in no. With no help. It's just them and a family and a wife who's who just stays home, takes care of the family, which is great. Takes care of the family if it works for them. But sometimes it don't work out like that. Mm-hmm. Some men can't take it. And a lot of them end up killing themselves because they can't handle the load no more. Yeah. The stress of this world, the stress of keeping things, holding things down financially, the stress of protecting your household, of not seeing your family because you got to work all the time. All these things, it become unbearable. And to feel like you have no help and you got to constantly be the protector, constantly be the provider, constantly got to be the therapist, constantly got to be the leader. All these things that we just take, we just look at men and be like, that's what y'all supposed to do. And a lot of men can't handle it. Uh, think of the guy, the the uh, the DJ. Switch. Can't handle it. They saying that, no, you know, they trying to say that he did that because of a deal that he it didn't fall through, which is going to make it hard for his family. And some of these people know they got life insurance. You know, the and so what they do is oh, what they do is mm-hmm. to make sure they family straight because they lose. They didn't lost all hope. In, in, in life and in God and everything they feel like well I just need to do this so my family will be alright yeah. it, it just, just it becomes too much so do what works for your household that's the point I'm trying to reel in don't follow everybody else's cookie cookie cutter sheet yeah. and blueprint what works for them may not work for you yeah and the thing is to like be careful with social media guys because i'm telling you that's where the mirage part comes in that you yep. see these people Speak they on. be on social media and they be all posting these pictures with a happy family and all these things like that and unfortunately um, it's just a mirage. It's just a malu- uh, an illusion. And, and to get likes, to, to get, get likes or get attention, or maybe it's a filler because they are portraying something that they really want it to look like, and they're struggling. Yes, and they're not really allowing themselves to, you know, communicate. You know, it's really it's it's you can't you can't save everybody. You know, sometimes things just unfortunately don't work, but communication is key. You know, and that's why it's so important to to hang your head on God, to to have your foundation on God, because it's it's one thing to miss the mark because you didn't communicate or you wasn't paying attention from a male perspective or, 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 or you know, from a husband's perspective or a wife's perspective. Yeah. Pay attention to your spouse. Learn what the, what triggers them. Learn what their their issues are. Talk about their childhood. Talk about what has happened. Open up them doors. You know, you may it may be hard to deal with, but if you don't know your person, you might miss clues that 
potentially you could be the one to pray them through. And that and 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 if you really have a strong bond with one another, they should be able to have come to you and you should be able to be a safe space. They should be able yeah. to have a safe environment to just be themselves, to be naked, not necessarily physically, but just be naked in front of you. I mean, if it takes being naked physically and just laying there being vulnerable, that's an exercise, honestly. Like, I'm doing this because I'm afraid to just open my heart and let somebody in because I've been hurt so many times. Just let your person know, like, look, I'm here. I'm here. I can't save you, but I can help you because only Jesus can save you. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Only Jesus yeah. can save you. But the point I'm trying to make is that you have to be able to pull down those veils, to pull down those walls, those barriers, that those deep, dark secrets. If I can't share everything that I've ever been through and in my innermost being with the person that I'm married to, how is it? how are we going to survive? Because you come into a relationship with baggage. I don't care what anybody say. You could be your whole, we telling you to be a whole person and be a whole self. But that's as much as possible because every realm goes higher. No matter how, what level you get to in your life and you've gotten better, there's always another level to go to. So the thing of it is, is just being mindful that you don't have to be this 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 picture perfect perfection of a person to go into a marriage, but you have to be willing to tear down those walls and let your guard down. If this is really the person that you say that you love, and you and you, but but you always you also gotta re- receive the love too. Yeah. Because some people feel like, oh well, you know, I'm with this person because I don't want to be lonely, but yet you're really in a one sided relationship because they never really opened up to you. You you don't even know their favorite color. I mean, it's it's so many small, minute things that can add up to be so big. And, you know, people's childhood, they felt neglected, felt abandoned, and all of those things. Marriage is hard. You really have to get into that. And honestly, if you have to bring someone out, in, you know, outside of your marriage, to, into your marriage, like a counselor or a therapist, go to counseling. It's nothing wrong with it. It's nothing wrong with it. Talk to your pastor. Talk to, you know, people that have been married longer to longer than you that got some skin in the game. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's people that's been married, you know, uh, a, you know, a short amount of time that can provide some wisdom as well. Don't don't get it twisted. But surround yourself around other people that are married, because if you've never been a wife. You should have the qualities of a wife before you get married. But if you've never been a wife, you're not really going to know how it is until you get into that to that role. Yeah. If you've never been a husband, you should be husband material, have that mindset of being a husband, wanting to protect and provide and all those things before you, you know, take a bride. Because, you know, but you have to learn yourself, you know, because the word of God says that when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. And so I believe that, you know, my husband, he he lives every day to love me as Christ loved the church. That is a big responsibility. That's a big weight on a on a man's shoulders. But God wouldn't put it on him if he didn't think that they can do that he can do it. And the whole fact about it is respect him. He may not be right, the woman may not be right, but respect one another's opinions decisions come to one another you're going to make mistakes you're not going to always like what the other person has to say but hear each other out 
you know, hear each other out because my thing is I want the best for you. I'm married to my husband. I want the best for him. I don't I want him to succeed. I want him to be successful. I push him. I push him a lot. I push him, you know, I will I will push him in his back. You hear me? To push him to the next level. That's just the type of woman that I am. And honestly, I encourage you women, push your man, encourage him, help him, pray for him, you know, and ex- accept the same thing from him. You know, pray together, read your word together, you know, uh, t- turn your phones off, talk to one another. Even if you don't say anything, just look in each other's eyes, like have that, that, that communication, you know, where you can even just communicate without even having to speak. You know, that's how deep it could be. That's how deep it could be. So I encourage you all to, you know, that are married to look at your, your marriage and reevaluate, sit down, talk to one another, ask each other hard questions. They may not, your spouse may not be able to answer the question right away. Like when I was asking Benny the other day, I said, what is it that you need from me? You know, check the temperature of your marriage, of your relationship. Don't just think everything's okay because sometimes the person in their mind, they love you so much. They don't want to hurt you. So they, they keep things from you. But in my mind, that's not love because I need to hear it. If you want to see a change, you got to let me know what's up. So you have to communicate, right? Communication is key. Love is key. Forgiveness is key. You're going to have to do a whole lot of forgiving in your marriage. You know, and it's not even necessarily about infidelity or, or uh, you know, uh, indiscretions. It could just be, I'm tired of you leaving your shoes everywhere and I'm tripping over them. I'm tired of you leaving the toilet seat up. Like little stuff like that adds up. A lot of people get upset and get, um, you know, in arguments and stuff over money. Listen, however you do it, you do it that way. But Benny and I, we put our stuff together. This is one pot. Okay, you have something for yourself. I have something for myself, but this is a one pot household. And the reason why we do that is because we're not walking into a relationship headed for divorce. You know, the topic of prenuptial agreements and all that stuff like that. If that's what you decide to do, that's on you. But in my mind, I feel like that's preparing for divorce before you even get into the relationship. So it's like if you got to do that, do you really have a foundation of trust? You know, that's my opinion on it. Um and that's 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 Benny's opinion on it. So that's how we came to that conclusion, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. That's a whole. It's each topic. It could take a long time. So <laughs> y'all gonna have to forgive us if we miss certain things, or maybe some of the things we saying it can spark ideas within yourself. Because that's the point of this. Like we having a conversation with y'all. We not telling y'all. We having a conversation. So. Some things you may even come up with even better idea based on what we say, and that's completely fine. But apply it to your life. You know what I mean? Apply it to to your life. And uh, the financial part, like I said, um, me and her been best friends for a long time, yeah. and um, eighteen years. Me and her been 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 best. Well, I'm talking about before we got oh, married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We was best friends, so. Like I said, people will do more for their friends than their own family sometimes. Mm -hmm. So the financial part, we was already, you know, in agreement. And then there's certain things to help help me break out of. Because I feel like, man, we just naturally got this um, this selfish thing in us. 
women sometimes are more givers. Men can be more stingy. You know what I mean? And so with me being with her and really me going to church and God challenging me and the pastor challenging me with certain things helped me break out of that. Because a lot of times, oftentimes, it's just that fear of not having enough. And that's what I'm saying. What a lot of times I feel like with, with the men, they end up doing things, you know what I mean? Because they they be in fear of not being able to provide or not being good enough or all these things, you know what I mean? So when I was going to church, my pastor, he, he, he had me do stuff like pay his cell phone bill. Mm-hmm. And sometimes my cell phone bill to get cut off. That's how extreme things got to be sometimes with God. And when you in God's circle, you know that sometimes God has to really prune you to get something better out of you. He got to cut some things off so that more fruit can, um, better fruit can bear. You know what I'm saying? So stuff like that. Now, to some people, that might sound crazy because you know what? Y'all selfish. You know what I mean? I, I, you know. I love my dad, but he tripped on me about giving a homeless guy 35 cent one time because he felt like if every time the homeless guy going to see me now, he's going to expect something. So I keep giving that man 35 cent. I don't care. It's just 35 cent. Right. I don't care. I don't care that hard like a lot of y'all do. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just, you got to, man, we got to break that selfishness off of us because you know what? The person next to you, that woman, she's going to be the one getting blessed mm-hmm. while you trying to catch up. She's going to be getting all the blessings because she's a giver. Mm-hmm. And you over here fighting to give like $5, $10, $3. Like when it's kind of like being, being, you know, back to the gender thing, being, being, allowing a woman to teach you something and, and setting your ego to the side. I mean, it's just helped me to tip better. And then when me and her was doing our thing, like doing Instacart and DoorDash, we wanted those tips. We wanted big tips. We didn't want no small tips. We wanted big tips. So when it's time to tempt the waiter, if they're doing a good job, even sometimes when they don't do a good job, we still give something. You know what I mean? Because working working for other people is stressful. But the financial part, like if, if, if... I, I feel like that's an, that's another one too. Like respect is one thing, but the financial stuff, if y'all can't agree about paying a bill or it's an issue, like that's I think finances are ruin a relationship too. Mm-hmm. Big time. Big time it'll ruin a relationship. And I'm just thankful that like I said, being thankful instead of just looking at it as the norm, I'm thankful that we never had a problem in that area. Yes, sometimes you could be like Man, you kind of spending a little too much, or, mm-hmm. or it could be, uh, man, I don't know about getting that. Like you can, you can have a little too much fear in the area about spending something, or you could be too frivolous, like with things. So, me and her, we don't trip about that stuff. Is there one pot, like she said? I like when she saved money and put it to the side that I don't know about. <laughs> I like that now, but that's just because we developed that trust. Oh yeah, I can trust her. That if she put, I don't know, a hundred thousand to the side, that, that she's not going to go off and spend it on, on a bunch of bags or makeup or wigs. Like, you know what I mean? That's why y'all can't trust the other person financially because they don't know how to hold on to money long enough. Mm-hmm. So, 
it's just so much that can ruin a relationship, but it's a lot of things that can keep it. So we're just trying to share with y'all with some of the things that, that can help keep the marriage alive, you know what I mean? And not giving up when times get hard. And uh and you just keep going, you keep thriving because when you get married, it's really it's really just y'all two. I hate to say it, it ain't about your parents no more. It ain't about your siblings. Ain't about it ain't about your aunts, your uncles. It ain't about nobody but y'all two. Y'all two come first. Yep. At all times. Mm -hmm. And it, and you might even have a you might struggle with that part because now you may feel like, especially as a man or a woman, you may feel like, man, no, nah, I can't put nobody above my mom, my dad. No, and that's another thing with you parents. I know this ain't about parents, but y'all be worshiping y'all babies so much and y'all kids so much. When they get with somebody, they they not gonna talk to y'all no more. Not that much. Not for not for the first few years, probably. They gonna be doing them. So while you you hanging, you putting your life up on a on a on a clothesline, just letting it dry out, and you just loving these kids so much, they gonna go off and get married and have kids on their own. So don't you go giving up on your love life because you feel like, well, as long as I got my kids, I'm all right. They ain't going to be eight years old forever. That's true. They're not. That's true. So that's that's a little Frito chip I just want to throw out there. <laughs> Something I wanted to mention really quickly here in regards to what Benny said about how our pastor used to have him pay his phone bill and his phone would get cut off. That was teaching him how to sacrifice. Yep. Because in marriage, you're going to have to sacrifice for one yep. another. Yep. Okay? Yep. That was teaching him how to sacrifice because, you know, he had a problem with, with giving. And because I wanted a certain amount yep. in my wallet at all times. Yep. If I didn't have that certain amount in my wallet at all times, I would feel uncomfortable, mm -hmm. uneasy, and, you know, that's, that's why. Yeah. So it not only taught him how to have faith in God, it also taught him to sacrifice. And that helped him being a husband to learn how to sacrifice for me yep. and vice versa for me to know how to sacrifice for him. Because sometimes it, you know, you're going to have to compromise on your relationship to the point where there's things that you may not want to do, but in order to keep the peace, you may do it. It's not settling. It's not making yourself less than it's laying your life down for the next person, for this person that you have, you, you swore to God you in the vow of God that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. So if that's the case, you're going to have to really do it. The same way y'all willing to sacrifice for y'all kids for any and everything. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be that much more for your spouse. A lot of people can't, they can't even stomach that. Yeah, they say, oh, oh no, my, my kids, kids come first. Them kids going to leave you lonely. Once they find somebody at 16, 15, so the married couples, mm -hmm. we ain't got kids yet. But listen, you cannot put your kids above your marriage. No. Your kids are an attachment from you, right? An extension. An yep. extension, an attachment of you. Mm -hmm. They don't become your numero uno now that they born. Yeah, they, oh, little baby, little infant. All that Google Gaga stuff, right? But realistically, you only supposed to take care of them until they about eighteen. <laughs> Your man's supposed to be to death do y'all part. Yeah. Y'all gonna be eighty years old and still together. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, your 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 kids gonna have their own lives. Yeah. So don't be listen. I understand the whole kids part, but don't put your kids above the person who gave you the freaking kid. <laughs> That's they true. gave you the kid. That's they true. helped you have the kid. Yeah. So you both collectively put all that you have into your children in the sense of teaching them how to be round, round, well, excuse me, well-rounded individuals so that when they get married and they have their family, they know that God comes first. I was a better servant because I was a better servant to, to, to God, to my wife. I was a better service to, to my job because I had respect and servitude to my dad, my grandma, my aunts, all them. Yeah. It's not because they was doing everything for me. Right. But they kept me that type of humble mindset to be in service and servant servitude to them. Yeah. So that was eight for, for so for being like that as a young kid, because I was taking care of my grandmother. Yep. She only had one leg, then she ended up having no legs. Mm-hmm. So with me having them humble beginnings, I was able to be a humble guy. And that being humble takes you so much further in life and with people. Yeah. If I if I was a kid that always got everything I wanted, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be in no relationships. That'd be another problem. Yeah. For y'all kids that grew up getting everything y'all wanted, y'all longest relationships only last a year. Yeah. I you know what? That puts me up in, to a year. Puts me in mind of this Tops. video I just heard uh recently. It said if you if you raise your children and spoil your grandchildren, you can spoil your grandchildren. But if you spoil your children, you're gonna have to raise your grandchildren. I was like, oh my goodness, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, not that you don't want to give your kids all the things that you never had, but maybe that's maybe maybe that was a reason why you didn't have them so that you can have the character that you have yeah, that now. That you have now. <laughs> and you so, get passed on to like yeah. you look at Master P and his son and everything, mm-hmm. Romeo and all that. It's so much stuff going on between them two, but it's like you could be like you could take Romeo's side or you could take Master P's side. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, okay, Master P. Listen, I, we seen y'all house on MTV Cribs. Yeah. We saw the golden bed mm-hmm. and the golden shrine and all this and stuff. You lived around all that. Right. You should be straight, but you can also look at it as, well, you don't, everything that glitter ain't gold. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the dad is a millionaire, but he may not be spending no time or he may not be fair towards his own kids. Mm-hmm. So it's all in the air. Everything is in the air. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Just to just to recap, we'll be saying, you know, the main point of this whole conversation is, is your do, do you have a marriage or do you have a mirage? The marriage is going to take work, right? You can fake it all day, but you really have to do the work to make it work. Right. And so, you know, there's unity. And what God says, when there is unity, he will command a blessing. So when you have you come together in this union, you do you do marry that person's family and they marry your family. But oh man, that's have, a whole nother that's a thing. whole nother topic. So I think we're going to end up having a part two, y'all. So we'll stop it. We won't we won't mention that part. But yeah. just just keep in mind that we, there's baggage that comes, and you have to be responsible to unpack it together. Okay, so um, we definitely love you guys, and we definitely hope that this gives you insight on marriage. Like I said, I believe that there's going to be a part two where we start getting into other parts and the families and all those other things like that. Um, yeah. So hopefully we will have another episode coming up soon. Yeah. Well, 
All right. Anything else you got to add? Um, you know, just uh, remember that your your what you got going on your in your household, that's between y'all. You know what I mean? You can't mirror off somebody else's relationship because you don't even know what all they going through. You oh, can't look yeah. at YouTube and be like, oh, I want to be like them on YouTube. Oh, I want to be like them on TikTok. You don't know what they got going yeah. on. Okay. So what works for you works for you. Whatever we're saying to you yeah. may offer some advice. Or it may go in one ear and out the other. Right. Either way, we just want to, you know, invite y'all to, you know, our podcast and Two Worlds Collide. And uh, thank y'all for listening. And we appreciate all the views and the likes and whatever shares y'all do, whatever y'all do, we, even if it's just one or two people listening. Yeah. If you get something from it, you know let what I mean? Know. Let us Let us know or live it out. You know what I mean? It may, it may not, you know, out of, we probably didn't say 5,000 words so far, but it may... <laughs> But it might have been one particular word that you heard that really sparked something in you. So exactly. that's what we just want to do, to spark yeah. an idea with you in a positive way. I'm not saying that uh, your wife, your husband should be like me. Or we're not saying that your wife need to be like Christelle's. Right, right. We're yeah. not saying none of that. And we don't want to give off that type of thing. In, like in, we some type of relationship gurus. In, but, in fact, I'll leave you with this. This whole title, Relationship Goals. That, that is unnerving to me sometimes because you 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 literally basing your whole life on someone you have no clue is who they are even if you do know them and people. then when they break up you be like how did that happen yeah exactly but you don't know what's don't going base, on base be your own relationship goals y'all be your yeah. own relationship goals don't base this your your whole marriage on a facade that you have no clue what's going on behind closed doors right at all so yeah at all. So, so that's all I want to leave with. Yeah, me today. too. So we thank you again for, for uh, listening, you guys. God bless you. And until next time, bye. See ya.